What up, what up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales Podcast, where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're on my boxing academy. Joining me in the ring today is my man, Sia Gay. I'm See here. Gay. What's up, baby? I'm here, my man. How AKA you doing? A.K.A. the Messiah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> right, right, right. So Taking me back. You taking, taking me back. back. So those that may know him, do not know him. Let me tell you a little history between him and I. Before I tell you why I wanted to have this guy on here, uh-huh. is uh, my man Sia is, uh, we go back into high school, actually. I met him in high school. Yeah. And, uh, and. This dude is probably the happiest person. Like, this guy, I don't think I've ever seen you mad, bro. Just happy-ass, cool-ass dude. Right, right, right. And one thing I love about you, I don't know if I ever told this to you, is how prideful you are of where you're from, bro. Yeah. I fucking love that about you. Um, I appreciate it, For bro. real. I, I, uh, I love what you stand for. I love how you're always talking about uh, your people, your, uh, where you come from. You're always educating people on that. And uh, that right there is what I love because that's what I stand for also. Right. And that is why I had to catch you before you left to Arizona. Right. So my man here is actually leaving tomorrow to Arizona. <laughs> and I said, hold up, bro. Hold up. Before you leave, we're doing this shit. Right. So you're here. How you feel, baby? I feel good, my man. I feel good. You know, um, obviously catching a flight 630 tomorrow to Arizona. One way, not looking back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm pumped up about so, it. So. What's taking you to Arizona? Tell me about why Arizona. Tell us about how you ended up there. Give me, give me the lowdown. T- yeah, tell, yeah. Give everybody so, a background on you. What you do, who you are. Tell yes, me. yes, sir. So, um, so I work for HD Supply. Um, I I used to work for Amazon, and then um, HD Supply came through and offered me something in Sacramento that was closer to home. Offered me more pay. Offered me everything. Right. It was a no-brainer. I had to, I had to take it, um, and that was in 2019. Uh, I came in as a as an operations manager. So, if you're not familiar with HD Supply, we do like construction materials, facility maintenance materials, and different things like that. And after my first year and two three months, um, I got promoted to general manager of our Phoenix distribution center. Um, oh. And the crazy story. Okay, I. I just love telling this story, man. Tell me, I bro. love telling this story. Um, maybe like five, six weeks ago, um, Walmart hits me up, right? Hits Wa- me up on LinkedIn. Wally um, World. Wally World. <laughs> Wally World, right? Um, basically trying to steal me away from my company. What? Right? Yeah. Trying to offer me more pay, offer me this, throwing everything at me. And, uh, you know, I'm a transparent guy. I, I don't like, I don't like, you know, trying to sneak and go behind people's backs. So I'm fully transparent. I go straight to my boss. I say, hey, this is happening. What do you, what do you recommend? What do you think I should do? How do you think I should approach this? And he was like, well, you know, if I was you, I would take it obviously. But um, he's like, you have a good future here. Let's just talk to Kevin. Kevin, who's our director. He's like, let's just talk to Kevin about it, right? So we talked to Kevin. Kevin says the same thing, you know, you got a great future here. You know, we uh, we have we see a lot of potential in you. He's like, if you want to go to Walmart, hey, that's that I can't I can't hold you back, you know. But um, he's like, if you give me a month, possibly something will come up that you could interview for. That would be a higher level position. I'm like, OK, that sounds good. I could wait a month. Um, he calls me back the very next week and says, hey, we got this thing that opened up in Phoenix. You want to interview for it? I'm like, what is it? He was like, it's a general manager position. You're going to be the DCM. You're going to be running the, the building. I said, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, you want to interview for it? I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Sign me up for that, right? Like, let's do it. Um, but because I still wanted the experience with uh, going through the interview with Walmart, just to see what that's like. If you know anything about me, you know I like to be as informed as possible so I can educate anyone that comes my way. So if anyone was to ever be like, hey, I got this interview with Walmart. I'm wondering what the interview process is like. I know now. And I can tell you exactly how it goes. Right. So I wanted that experience with Walmart. So I took the interview anyway. So the second week, I've got the interview on Thursday with Walmart. And I've got the interview on Friday with my current job. Right. Interview with Walmart kind of goes okay. I'm not really in it because I'm more focused on the Friday interview. So... 
I get on the Friday interview. I kill the interview, bro. I kill the interview. At the very end of the interview, um, I throw a bone at the director to see if he would bite. Uh, he asked me, he's at the very end of the interview, he said, hey, what's like your long-term vision? What's your long-term goal? I said, my long-term goal is to replace you by 2028. <laughs> and he laughs, he laughs and he says, why not sooner than that? Oh shit. I was like, boom, that's it right there. That's exactly what I wanted to hear, right? And that's when I knew he had already made a decision. So he calls me back the very next week, or Walmart hits me up the very next week um, on Monday. And they said, hey, we decided to go with another candidate. Like, okay, <laughs> right? Like, that's not what I wanted, you know? Um, on Tuesday, we had a caterer come out to our um, end of the year celebration. The caterer uh, that, I, that I booked, ended up going over the budget. So I told the caterer, I'm like, hey man, I think my boss is gonna have my ass when he looks at this and sees that I went over the budget. He said, man, don't worry about that. When your boss tastes this food, he's gonna give you a promotion. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I shit you not. This is, that was on Tuesday. Um, and then caterer comes out, serves the food. And my boss is like, hey man, this stuff was expensive. This better be good. And he tells my boss, he said, hey, when you try this food, you better give him a promotion, <laughs> right? And on the whole time I'm cracking up because I'm like, this can't be real. This is, this is something only God can write, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, on Wednesday, Kevin calls me up. Kevin said, hey, I got some good news, man. It's like, lay it on me, man. He's like, here's the offer, here's the money. You can start August 10th. Are you ready? I was like, bro. Are you kidding me right now? He was like, yep, August 10th. He's like, get everything in order, get it all situated. He's like, I know you have a house and everything that you own. Like, you know, figure that all out. He's like, I'll, I'll give you all the time you need. If you want to start later, you can, whatever the case is. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm losing it, right? I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. This is real. Um, but now I got to figure out the other pieces, right? Like, what do I do with my house? What do I do uh, about my daughter? You know, what, what do I do with all these other elements of it, right? First thing was trying to figure out what to do with my house, try to figure out what I, where I'm gonna stay in Phoenix. And then the most beautiful thing happened. This is the fourth week now, right? The fourth week, I post my house on Zillow on Wednesday of the fourth week. By Saturday, I already had someone renting it. They already paid the deposit. They already paid the first month's rent. They signed the lease. Good. Done. Bro, you had it made, bro. It was For one year, they were going to stay. Done. I posted it on Wednesday. Somebody was already in there all signed up by, by Saturday. Like, dude, I'm telling you, like, yeah. only God. Yeah. Only God can script this, right? Um, so fifth week, I'm looking for a place in Phoenix. You know, I'm like, oh, you know. I gotta go down there. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. It's gonna be complicated. I find a place. The entire process is on DocuSign. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar with DocuSign. Yeah, yeah. The entire process is on DocuSign. I, I pay, the, pay the lease, I sign the lease agreement. I do everything. All I had to do is fly down there, pick up the keys, done. Damn. Yeah, so this is the sixth week. I'm flying out, one-way flight. Everything's taken care of. Movers came through, moved my car, moved my house, moved everything. I just got to go there and meet them tomorrow. Damn, bro. Yeah. That's dope. So. And that's, that's one hell of an intro, but I don't think everyone, <laughs> anyone ever had an intro that long, <laughs> But that was a tight-ass intro. Yeah, bro. So. <laughs> hey, that's a dope-ass story to start it off, though. For, yes, for sir. Real, for yes, real. sir. Yes, and, sir. And uh, I'll be real. I think you deserve every bit of every single piece about that. I appreciate it, bro. One story I wanted to share about you besides all that. So, um. My man C and I know each other from high school. Mm -hmm. I went to high school with him. And, um, and Sia, back then, when the Messiah, when he was rapping, acting a fool. You, this man here acted a fool in high school. Straight fool. Yes, I did. And, uh, but uh, this is one thing I admired about you. You, you. you was you. You were doing your thing, how you were. But you always handled your shit, bro. Yes. So this is how I knew you handled your shit. I remember one day... I had you in Spanish class. Remember, uh, with Miss Light that girl, yeah, 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 yeah. just please <laughs> acting a fool. This was always disrespecting the teacher, giving her shit, motherfucker. And uh, and this is how I found out my man Sia handled his shit. I was sitting down 
and uh, I forgot what it where it popped up, but it said like honor roll students. And fucking Sia popped up. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How's this guy Sia? How the <laughs> hell is Sia on honor roll? Yeah. I was I lost that shit. I lost my shit. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's no way in hell Sia is an honor roll. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he sure enough, bro, you handled your shit. You went yeah. to Sac State afterwards, right? Yes, sir. And graduated. Um, and for the record, let me say this real quick. I'm wearing a mask. I never wear a mask on the podcast. Uh-huh. But I'm going to say this. Out of fucking respect, and this is what people don't do right now. You have to have respect for somebody. Yeah. If someone asks you to do something or somebody believes in something, don't sit there and argue with them. Yeah. Bro, just respect their decision. Right. Do your thing, bro. So that's why, I, that's why I'm wearing the mask. So my man is in there. My man got a fly-ass mask. Show him, bro. Show the camera your mask, bro. Look at that shit. Look at that. Look at that. That's what I want to talk about. So what part of Africa are you from, bro? Tell me the story. That's what I want to know. So I'm from Liberia, uh, Monrovia, Liberia. Mm-hmm. That's on the west coast of Africa. Uh, very close to Sierra Leone, Ghana, Nigeria, yeah. uh, Ivory Coast, and that region. Um, born and raised, bro. I was uh, yeah. I was born uh, during a very tough time. So Tell me. Tell me your story. So I was born, so I was born in 88. Um, and, you know, if you're not familiar with Liberia... Uh, the Civil War in Liberia broke out in 89, right? Mm-hmm. So one-year-old countries what, at war. What, what were they at war for? Like, what was the main thing? What were they tripping off? Or what was the... So it was a civil war that um, came from a result of people wanting to um, get rid of the president at mm-hmm. the time. Um, just like most countries, right? Yeah, you I know, think there's one right now here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But the, but the, the, the crazy thing, the crazy thing is, is... Um, the fundamentals are in place and the constitution and and all the things are in place and for the most part the majority respected enough that trump can't get away with some of the things he wants to get away with now he's done a lot of things that like i'm like whoa this guy's got people in cages what you know what i mean like he's done a lot of really terrible things but he would do a lot more damage if the constitution and the 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 supreme court and all the things we have in place allowed him to and that's why a lot of people should take some pride in living in america because this man would do some crazy crazy stuff Mm. if he was allowed to right um and that's what you saw in liberia you saw a president that ran amok because the establishments weren't established enough to prevent him from doing whatever he wanted to do um and then Ultimately, it led to another leader coming in and basically having him killed and took over the government. That leader was Charles Taylor, right? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say too much more about that so I don't, you know, get, get caught up in nothing. But um, essentially, Charles Taylor takes over the government. People have some hope because the previous president is out of the way. But you end up back in the same situation where people are struggling, people are starving. Um, The president is only supporting people that are behind him and everybody else. You got to fend for yourself type situation. Um, Whenever you have a situation like that in any country, um, very, very similar to what's happening in Venezuela right now. Yeah, Venezuela. Yeah, Correct. Right. That is Chavez. That is Liberia civil war period happening right now. Um, and I lived through that. You, I mean, you, you walk out on the street and there's, there's dead bodies just laying out on the ground because there's not enough caskets or, or, or grave sites to bury, like there's dead bodies everywhere, yeah. right? Like, what do you do? Um, and everybody's just trying to stay alive. I somehow, by the grace of God, uh, survived 10 years of that. Um, my, um, mother got, um, in contact with my stepfather now, who since came to the U.S. as a on a student visa, you know, went to when and got his bachelor's, went and got his master's from UCLA, established himself, and brought my mother to the U.S. And uh, ultimately, my mom would bring me uh, as her son once once she was married. Um, and that's how I came here at the age of ten. And dude, I'm telling you, you know, people look at me and they're like, dude, you. You've got so much going for you. You're so you're so inspiring. Your motivation, you're you're motivating, and you're doing all these things, and you just don't stop. I can't stop, bro. You know, yeah. it's 
if you do if you, you feel, knew you, if you knew what I've seen in my lifetime, that's what I was about you to would say. know. You would know the same shit, right? Bro. It would be oh. ludicrous. It would be ludicrous for me to live through that. Yeah. And not amount to nothing now. You I, see what I'm saying? I talk about that shit all the time, bro. Exactly. All the time. If I if I yeah. can live through that and not do the nothing. fucking sky is the limit, bro. Yeah. Right? Amen, bro. Some God had a purpose. If if I'm still alive. Yeah. Right? And all I can do is try to live that purpose every single day. Yep. I love so, that shit, bro. Yeah. I love that shit. I'll talk. And and that's the only reason I have you on here, bro, because you you're a Laker fan. And I don't, I don't have Laker fans on here, bro. <laughs> that's right. You a diehard Kings fan. Yeah, bro. I've always been. Hey, for the record, have I or have I not always been that way? Diehard Kings fan since I've known you, bro. Bro, I've always, bro. I'll fucking fight somebody over that shit, bro. <laughs> this man get hella mad every time I say something about the Kings. Oh, hey, bro. Like, say hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, hey. hey, be easy off the Kings, bro. Nah, but that's hey, funny. real talk though. That's why I I had to have you on here. I love the pride you carry and how much you 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 can tell you really want to help your people you posted yeah. hella shit on instagram lately that i've that i saw and it really stood out to me yeah. it stood out a lot um one that you posted share this story uh you were i think you were celebrating or something you had people at your house and uh, oh yes 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 you know what i'm talking about yes, the yes airbnb yes yes, yes, the yes. dude the, all right i'll let you i'll let you take over tell, tell <laughs> us that story bro so so i'm um so there was the UFC fight, and we, you know, decided to get together, and, and I would host a fight, and I'll have everybody come over to my house, and we'll have a good time, right? Um, so we're all having a good time. It's a bunch of us. Everybody's my age. You know, you got a couple Asian people, a couple yeah. Hispanic, you know. But, I wasn't uh, invited, but yeah. But for the most part, you know, everybody looks like this kid that walks in. Walks yeah. in pretty late. Uh, black kid, probably 20, 21. Um, and you know, when he, right when he walks in, he's, you know, he's, he's feeling the vibes out. He's like going around meeting people and he catches a conversation between me and my cousin. Um, this was at the time before I posted, uh, my house on Zillow. Uh, and before I had it all leased out, yeah. um, I was talking to my cousins about like what I'm going to do. Like, Here's my plan and, and what I plan on doing with the house, right? And the kid catches the conversation between me and my cousin, and he says, he said, whoa, this is your house? And I was like, yeah, this is my house. Like, he was like, oh, shit. I thought this was an Airbnb. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Like, what? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right? And, and what stood out, what stood out to me that, you know, even two days after the party, I'm like, I got to say something about this on Instagram or something. I got to I got to get this off my mind. I got to get this off my chest. And what stood out to me was the simple fact that in a room full of everybody that looked just like this man. Right. He did not see anyone owning the house. That's what that sounded like to me in my head. Right. Yeah. The fact that he thought it was an Airbnb means None of you motherfuckers own this shit, <laughs> right? There is no way. All you motherfuckers is some broke. There is no way any of you motherfuckers own this shit, yeah. right? And, you know, I spoke about why it's important because people could give me a lot of flack about the fact that, like, I post everything, bro. Yeah. Like, if I'm, if I'm buying a business, I'm telling everybody I'm buying a business. Yeah. This is the business. This is how much it costs. Like, I want you to know fucking everything, right? Um, I actually had a conversation with my unless, wife about this, bro. Unless I legitimately feel like it's confidential information, then sure, I won't share it. But if it's not, if it's something you can just go look up online, I'm going to share it with you, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I feel it's important for me to share it with you is because people don't understand the impact yeah. that it has for someone me, that looks like me that came from fucking Liberia, right, at my age to be fucking purchasing a UPS store. You see what I'm saying? To, to be in a position like that and to not share your story, you're robbing so many people of the motivation that they need in life, yep. right? Uh, because you got to think about a lot of people who don't have parents that they can look up to in that, in that manner. They don't have professors, teachers. Like, imagine everyone around them is just like, 
not necessarily a low life, but they they just aren't elevated at a certain level that yeah. that person wants to be at. So you just don't see it, yeah. right? And when you don't see it, you don't believe it. Yep. And I fully I fully believe if if you don't see it, you don't believe it, yep. right? This can't be true. You have to visualize it before right? you achieve it. And then it. all of a sudden, a motherfucker like me comes, invites you to my house, and you like, motherfucker, you own this house? Yeah. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you just you just broke my mind, right? Yeah. And you took my mind to a place that's now imaginable. And I guarantee you that kid will never be the same. Yep, I agree. Right? His motivation level, his aspirations will never be the same. Yep. Right? Now he's like, fuck yeah, if he can do it, I'm pretty sure I can. Yep. Yeah, I may not know how he did it, but I can find out. Yep. Right? I can ask more questions. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what it's all about. I fully believe when people are doing great things, they should share those great things. Yeah. And a lot of people are, you know, they don't want to. They don't want to feel He's like they're. Point. They don't want to feel like they're bragging. Yeah. They don't want to feel like they're putting themselves all the way out there. But and I pro I promise you, somebody needs to fucking see it. And that and you know you actually the reason I I had a conversation with my wife about it because you actually made me think about it because I'm hella I don't show nothing off, like I'll do anything in life. I never once say anything. I'm hella low profile. Right. Super Bro, when low. I found out you had your own fucking gym. Yeah. I was like, this motherfucker that I went to high school with <laughs> yeah. had his own fucking gym. Yeah, yeah. I'm hella low profile, right. bro. Like, I don't say shit. But the reason why I've always been that way, and this is why I had a conversation with my wife about it, because you made me think about it. I'm like, maybe I do need to talk about it. Because I, I never looked at it that way. I right. always looked at it as like motherfuckers bragging. Right. But when you said it that way, it made a lot of sense to me. Because the way I see it is... Like in my culture, Mexicans, if you have a nice truck and nice clothes or something like that, you're a drug dealer. That's it. Right. There ain't nothing else. Right. You you work for the cartel. Like right. instant, bro. Instant. There's no you went to college. That's not even a question. There's no anything right. else. You're a drug you're right away labeled as a drug dealer. Right. So I was telling my wife, maybe the problem with that is we no one that does good in life shows off other things that they accomplished by doing good in life. You right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. The only motherfuckers showing off are drug lords and all this. So what do you think all these little, the young homies are going to want to exactly. do? What the drug lords are doing because that's what it looks like is a good life. You know right. what I'm saying? So you made me look at it from a way, you hit me good with that, bro. So that, that's one, actually one, one thing I wanted to touch was, on because. And, and, you know, while you're speaking on the, uh, the Mexican culture, the same thing can be said about the black community, right? Yeah. Who do you see showing off their cars, their clothes, their yep. chains, their women, all this stuff, and glamorizing this idea of wealth? Rappers, mm -hmm. right? So now you got all these fucking kids running around thinking, if I want that, and I clearly do, I got to go be a rapper. Like the Messiah. Right. Yeah. And at one point in time, that was me. Yeah, Right. Exactly. I'm like, I want all that shit. If rapper, if rapper is the way to get it, fuck it. That's the way I'm gonna go. Cause clearly that all these that, motherfuckers, that's how they yeah, got it, yeah. right? But the but the reason the reason why is because nobody comes out and shares Barack Obama's story. Mm -hmm. Nobody comes out and shares, um, you know, like Colin Powell and all these fucking people that have done some amazing fucking shit in their life. They just did it in a different avenue, yeah. right? Um, but for for rappers, it's okay for them to you know we expect them to, to 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 flaunt their stuff. Yeah. Right. You don't expect these other guys who got it the more humble way, going to college and all these things. You know, it's frowned upon for them to be like, hey, look 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 at this, right? Mm. Um, but I think I don't I don't look at it like that. Yeah. I think you don't necessarily have to flash, right? And I think that's the fear. The fear is people don't want to come off as flashy or like flaunting or being cocky or whatever the case is but but here's what i'll say if if you if you own a bentley right and you don't own a home you're flashy right if you own a bentley but you own three homes that's not flashy motherfucker you're doing it right <laughs> yeah. right so i think yes there are people <clears throat> who are just flashy and they just want you to see like they don't truly understand how wealth works. Yeah. They just see the concept of being rich, right? But then you have people who are legitimately wealthy, but then you see them wearing cargo shorts and, and like, you know, flip-flops, and you think like, oh, they must not have no money. But you don't know what they got. 
Yeah. Right. If they opened up and shared their story, you'd be like, God damn, this motherfucker owns the Kings. What? You know what I mean? Um, And I just I fully believe that people need to see all aspects of it so that um, there's not just one. There's not this idea that there's one avenue of getting it. And that avenue is being a drug dealer or being a rapper or being all of this. Like, no, you can have just as much wealth getting it through these other avenues. Yeah. That's dope. Thank you for doing that video, bro. You made me look at it way different. Um, One question I wanted to ask you, bro. Is it different between, I know it's different, but is there, is there like, I don't want to say beef, but is it, uh, when people say you're African-American versus African, do you guys, uh, do you take offense to it? Or is there, is there a difference? Is there, I never really, I'd never, or do you guys, Oh, you guys all vibe the same. So I feel like um, a little bit more now is becoming more normalized for African-Americans to claim the Africa part. Okay. Right? Before it wasn't like that. Before it was like, oh, I'm black. Right? Um, And I, I still remember to this day when I first came to this country, like maybe like middle school, whatever the case is, and when people would ask me, I would just say Liberian. Oh, I'm Liberian, right? I, I didn't, we don't go around saying we're black because <laughs> cause everybody's fucking black, right? <laughs> so when people would ask me, I would just say, oh, I'm Liberian. It wasn't until I came to the U.S. that I heard of this concept of like being a black person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would always remember people would, people would tell me like, oh, you're not black, you're African. And I'm like, hold on. Isn't the Africa part what makes you black? (laughs) It's not the American part that makes you black. It's the African part that makes you black. So how the fuck am I not black and you are? (laughs) So, So I struggled with that for a very, very fucking long time when I first came to this country. Because it boggled the shit out of my mind. I'm like, this isn't making sense. And then I just stuck to just being like, oh, I'm Liberian. I'm not African-American. I'm not, I'm not African. I'm not, like, when people would ask, I just say, I'm Liberian, bro. I'm Liberian. I didn't want no beef. I don't want no, let's not get into a civil rights argument. Like, no, I'm Liberian, and that's it, and that's all. I just know that's where I was born. Therefore, there you go, right? But I also feel like it's important to be able to trace your roots back to a certain point, Yeah. right? And for me, that point is Liberia. For my daughter... She may be a little bit disconnected from Liberia, but she knows she's Liberian because she knows she can trace it back to her father who was born there. Yeah. Right. There comes a certain is point. Is her mother uh, African too, or is she? She no. She she born in Oakland. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? What nationality is she? She's African American. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but there comes a point where you know it's so far down the line that you, you know, most African Americans don't know how yeah, where they can that. trace yeah. it back to. Yeah. So there's no offense to being African American. I don't take offense to people calling me African-American. I mean, I'm an African motherfucking living my life in America. So, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So Uh, you said another thing on Instagram recently. You said something about you hate when people say, oh, this successful black man, like it's rare. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, uh, uh, tell me about that. That was one that I thought was interesting that I wanted you to talk about. I want to speak on that real quick. Okay. Um, so I, I understand that, you know, if you, if you go not actually that far back, but, you know, 50s, 60s, you know, um, racism that kept black people from being successful was very prevalent, right? And that wasn't that long ago. So I understand why someone would come to me and be like, and I want to make it very clear. This isn't white people that's coming to me and saying like, oh man, you're really doing it and you're black. That's, that's <laughs> tight, right? Because that would just be absurd. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> right? I, you know, it's funny you said that because I was just talking about that. Same with me. I get Mexicans that tell me shit all the time. Yeah. Oh, you think you're white now. Motherfucker, I can't be Mexico, Mexican and successful. Like, I got to be white to be exact, successful. Exactly. So, so I want to be very clear. This is not white people because that would just straight up be racist, right? <laughs> this is black people that are coming in and saying this. And that's what's upsetting me. 
Mm -hmm. right? What's upsetting me is, you know, we are all very well aware that we were held back at a certain point, right? And there are still things in the way that make it more challenging to achieve a certain level of success, right? But I feel like at some point, we have to reach a place where we start to normalize it, right? In 2020, a black person should not be coming to me and still saying, wow, look at this nice ass house and you're black. Like <laughs> that should not be a thing, right? Like it should be normal. It's yeah. like, like let's start making it normal, Yeah. right? Let's leave the race out of it. Because when you add the race element to it, you continue to perpetuate this mentality that black people are expected to be lesser than, right? It's one thing if a white person thinks that, that's just racism, right? But when a black person thinks that, that's mental enslavement, right? Um, and there is like, yeah, the chains came off, but your I'm gonna need your mind to take the chains off. Yeah. And that's what I mean, right? So when, when someone is celebrating the fact that I'm successful, and tagging on the fact that I'm black and successful, they sound mentally still enslaved to me. Because at, at this point now, we need to start normalizing it that I'm just a successful guy. I'm not a successful black guy, yeah. right? Let's, let's remove the black piece of it, right? And just call me a successful guy and just leave it at that. Because pretty soon, you know, it will become normal, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it, you won't see me and be like, man, a black man doing this? That's crazy. Yeah. It's not crazy. Nah. It's not crazy. And when you, once you start understanding that it's not crazy, it becomes a little bit more achieved. It, it sounds, a, going back to the conversation that I was talking about with the kid who's like, this is not an Airbnb? Same concept, right? Yeah, it's just different. Once he starts to like see that it is a reality and his mind isn't challenged by the concept anymore, he'll be like, okay, I can do this. Cool. I can yep. do this. Um, what do you, you came to the gym one time, remember? Yeah. Uh, what you think about it when you came, bro? I always wanted to ask you. I don't think I've ever talked to you about it. Bro, my, you gave me a workout, bro. <laughs> Man, I didn't tell you this, but um, <laughs> I wanted to sign up for the membership, mm -hmm. but my girl was like, no. Why not? She got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I got beat up too, but you know, I'm, I'm a thick guy. Oh, I can are. handle it. Yeah. Right. I can handle it. So I was like, I was like, hey, babe, like, you know, that's my boy. We go back to high school. Like, let's at least do three months. You know, she's like, fuck no, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> that's hella funny. That's hella so it's, it's funny that we can kind of talk about it and open about it now. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that's hella funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to ask you about it. It was. Like, it was a good experience, bro. I, I highly recommend the gym. In fact, the girl that I was just having dinner with, I told her, I sent her the address. I was like, just go check it out, you know? Mm. You see if you like it. You yeah, know? yeah, that's the girl you told me we went to school with? Yeah, I went to, yeah, Sac, yeah, yeah, I went yeah, to Sac State yeah. with her. So yeah, what, yeah. what was your major? I never asked you that. Uh, I majored in business. Okay. So I, I went to Sac State for my bachelor's in business, um, and then I got my MBA from UC Davis. Okay, so did you always picture yourself doing what you're doing now? Like, this is what... You pictured yourself before you graduated high school, before you went to Sac State. Uh -huh. Was this a vision you saw Sia? Is no, this uh, actually, um, well, for me, I just want to be wealthy, mm -hmm. right? That was it, and that was all. Um, and going back to having someone that you can look at and be like, okay, I, I like that. I want to be like that. Um, I had an uncle who's a civil engineer, um, you know, very, very established, very... Um, multiple degrees, you know, very, very well put together, right? Yeah. Very wealthy. And, you know, that was my, that was like my, Your my person vision. to look at, right? And I was like, I want that. So if civil engineering is what it is, I'm going to do that. So on my application to Sac State, I wrote civil engineer. Started in the civil engineer program. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Not because... Not because, you know, it was too challenging for my mind, but I just wasn't in it. You know, like I didn't like it. 
Um, and I found myself being more of like on the business side of things. Like I like looking at the budget and figuring out how much we can spend on this and spend on that. And the way that I um, figured out that that's the skill set that I prefer was um, I joined uh, the Nesby organization. Shout out to Nesby. Um, the National Society of Black Engineers. And my very first year being Nesby, fucking loved it, ran for president, became president my second year, right? And as president, I was responsible for memberships, people paying their dues, figuring out how to get us to the Microsoft Conference Center in Seattle, organizing the bus ride between us and Davis, like all this shit, right? And I'm like, this is me right here. Like, this is what I prefer. I prefer managing things. I prefer running an, an organization, the, you know, pushing things behind the scenes, figuring out how we're going to come up with the funds to do it. Um, you know, <clears throat> did we meet our quota? All these different things. Um, and that's when I came across. And, and you and you literally did, that shit came up on accident by trying to sign up for something. Yeah. And, 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 and I tell people this all the time, bro. I tell people, try different shit, bro. You never know what you're fucking right, end up liking. You right, know what I mean? You may have right. your heart set on want to be an engineer and you fuck around did some shit that you didn't think you were going to find your heart and you found right. what you love. Exactly. And it's important to pay attention too, right? Whether you, um, you could be doing one major that makes you take this psychology class and you're like, oh fuck, I like psychology. You know what I'm saying? Now you're like, oh shit, maybe I want to be a therapist or a psychologist or whatever the case is. Right? So it's important to always be paying attention to what you're doing and like your interest level because that's going to dictate what you're like truly passionate about. I remember <laughs> this, this stuck with me uh, and this is what made me change my major. So I had a, I had an engineering test that I needed to study for. Right. And I knew I needed to study for it, but you know what I did for seven hours instead? I planned everything for our conference for, for Nesby. Right. Oh, shit. I was, I was, making the website i was um making the flyers i was figuring out the bus routes i was figuring out you know did everybody pay their dues how much they're gonna have to pay what it's gonna cost to get there when we're gonna get there um you know the badges they're gonna wear when they get i spent hours on that shit and i loved every fucking minute of it and i had a fucking engineering test i needed to be studying for that's, <laughs> that's when i knew i needed to change my major yeah i like that i was gonna ask you about that and you explained it to the T. Yeah. Good shit, bro. I love that. Um, what would you name this episode, bro? If you can name it something, what would you name your episode? Oh, man. Um, you know, um, transitions, bro. Transitions? Transitions, bro. I, I feel like, you know, um, you know, came, we came a long way from, from where we come from. Um, and just being able to share my story and now I'm transitioning to something yeah. completely new. Um, like and I'm that. ready. Yeah, I'm ready to take it on. I would call it transitions. That's a good name. Yeah. Uh, you were a big Kobe fan. Oh yeah, man. Uh, oh man. RIP to the goat, man. So how were you when you found out the news? How was that for you? Um, what dude? What's crazy is, I, I I'll never forget. I was driving. Um, you know, my girl at the time was in the car in the passenger seat and she goes kobe died i was like wait what'd you just say she was like kobe died i'm like what? shut the fuck up what, what are you talking about i pulled the i'm driving on the freeway i pulled the car over on the side of the road right um she's like yeah there's an article that said kobe died in a plane crash give me your fucking phone stop playing <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing right now. Look at the phone. I was like, holy fuck. And I'm on the side of the road like, bro, I shit you not. I sat on the side of the road just like, dude, what? Dude was like ready to start changing the game after his football, after uh, basketball, right? Yeah. Like he was going into these different business ventures. Um, he was starting like a, um, what's it called? He was starting a company where he was going to be like an investment banker where he would just like be investing in different dude. Kobe was onto so much fucking shit, bro. Dude want an Oscar. Dude want an Oscar.
for a fucking mini, uh, 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 you know, animated miniseries. Like, he was onto so much things after basketball, and I loved every minute of it because, you know I me, mean? I fully believe in being a well-diverse and well-balanced person. And, like, you know, like, it's cool to, to party, but partying can't be everything you do. It's cool to, to play basketball. Basketball can't be everything you do. You got to be tapped into so many different aspects of life. And that's what Kobe was, dude. And yeah. and when he died, it it really it really hit me, bro. Yeah. I sat on the side of the road for a very long time, and I just took it all in. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, shit. Yeah. I know it was crazy shit. And I remember going on Instagram with like with like a Kobe jersey, Kobe shoes, Kobe hat, Laker jacket, everything, yeah, bro. I, I didn't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I remember sharing my Kobe story about how. Um, Kobe actually helped me learn how to play basketball. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so the story of how I came to love Kobe is first came to the U.S. Um, I was a huge, I mean, being from Africa, we play soccer, bro. Like, that's what we do. Right. Um, and I, all I knew how to do was play soccer. I didn't know how to play basketball. So I remember coming and in 98, you know, Kobe was like very new to the game. Right. Um, he was just getting his feet up under him. I don't think he made the starting lineup until like the second half of that season. Um, so I finally, so he finally makes the starting lineup and I start watching. I'm like, this dude's fucking good, right? Um, and I remember trying out for the basketball team. And I didn't make the basketball team. And uh, I was like, shit, you know, what am I going to do now? Like, do I just give up on, you know, wanting to play basketball? Do I just leave it alone? Like, nah. So I remember going to the gym. And I practiced all of Kobe's moves. Um, I, I made a, like a little clip. It was this back when like YouTube was first becoming a thing where everybody was like making their own YouTube videos and shit for the first time. And I remember making a bunch of clips of like Kobe doing this, Kobe doing that. And I'll go in the gym, I'll just practice that shit, practice that shit. And to this day, motherfuckers are like, you think you Kobe or something? But that's, that's legitimately how I learned how to play basketball. Yeah, just watching just, him. Just watching him play and trying to, like, mimic all of his moves and shit. Yeah. So, you know, I naturally learned how to play like that. And the second time around, I made the basketball team. That's um, tight. And that shit felt good, bro. I was like. Kobe helped you. I was like. Without me, me I was like, he helped you. I was like, me and Kobe did that shit, bro. Yeah, that's You dope, know bro. what I'm saying? That's so, a tight story. Yeah. I like that. Um, tell me something about you. Not, not that many people know. Oof. Not that many people know. Um, you know what? A lot of people um, don't know this about me, but um, I uh, I lost. So so I'm a junior. Um, I have my father's name, and I lost my father at like five, right? And um, back in Liberia, um, I'm part of what they call a Kron tribe, and my father being Kron, going back to the story of Charles Taylor, who killed the previous president that was in mm -hmm. power, the previous person that was in power was also Kron. So everyone that was associated with that president needed to go. And that's how I ended up losing my father. Wow. Um, and Damn, and it's, it's by the grace of God that I didn't have the same fate as him. Because wow. that, I mean, I was in, from the same tribe. I had literally the exact same name. And it was only by the grace of God that I'm still here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's deep, bro. Yeah. And that's why you uh so prideful in that. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for sharing that, bro. See, it means a lot. Gotcha. Real, real talk. I got you. Um, one, another thing I wanted to say about that, man. Um, do you feel that if people saw the struggle it is in other places and they lived that struggle and saw that like what you did, well, you saw, you think more people here will have more more of that thrive or you think it's just the way we live, there ain't nothing fixing it. What do you think? Um, I think it's very important to not just see struggle because I feel like, we I mean. see a lot of struggle you, here. You just got to go downtown B Street to see struggle. You yeah. know what I mean? <clears throat> it's in our face every day when we go downtown. Um, but it's not enough to see struggle. You got to experience feel it. it. You got you to really, you got to really be in it, right? Like, you know, it's it's one thing to just be like, man, I don't know what I would do if I lost my house. It's a whole nother thing 
for the fucking bank to send you that foreclosure notice. Yeah, take right? your house. And you're like, holy fuck, <laughs> right? That's a whole nother level of experience in it. Um, and it it changes you. You just you just get another level of not taking things for granted. Wow. Right? So, so me coming from where I was at and being where I am now, I don't take shit for granted, bro. Every, every fucking day I wake up is a moment to go get it. Yeah, you know, um, and a lot of people who are born in this country are born right in it, right? So, you know, you're not necessarily—I don't want to call it being born in wealth, but you're being born in normalization, yeah. right? Where like, you know, having a cell phone is normal. Yeah. You know, having a car is normal. You go to these other places, they see you with a car, you're like, holy shit, you got yeah. a car. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Right? I try to explain that to people. People don't get it. Yeah, they don't get people it. People don't get it because because it's so normalized to own a car or own an apartment or you know, have a driver's license at the age of 18 or 19, right? Like that's so normal. Um when it's not normal and it's special, right? Going back to my conversation about why we need to stop saying black success, right? Um, when something is seen as special, it's different. It's mm-hmm. very different. You're like, holy shit, you have a car and none of us do. Right? Like, wow. Versus in this country, like, oh, so what? You have a car. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So what? Um, and because people are born right into that, you know, they don't, they don't aspire. Um, they don't aspire to be you know, um, there's not nothing really anything to aspire for, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people feel like it's naturally going to come. Oh, I'm naturally going to go to school and I'm naturally going to finish high school. I'm naturally going to go to college, I'm naturally going to get a good job. Everything's just going to work out because that's what people do. Everyone around me is doing that. Right. Uh, but that's not always the case. You got to work hard for it. Yeah. Um, and the, the harder you work, yeah, it will naturally happen. But it's naturally happened because you're busting your ass so hard. Um, and, you know, people talk about immigrants all the time. Like, oh, man, immigrants come to this country and they fucking get it. They get it because they understand that they didn't come here for no reason. Yeah, we didn't come here to. We didn't I, come here to just be like, oh, cool. You know, that this, oh, this is all yeah. this is all nice. No, you came here because you want all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want this. I want that. I want give me this. Give me that. Yeah, that's another right. thing I tell people. I'm like, we didn't come here to fuck up. I could have fucked up in Mexico. I didn't need to come fuck it up in here. I could have right. fucked up over there. So if right. I, if I had, if my goal in life was to never own a home, I could have did that shit in Liberia, bro. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> saved me a trip. Would <laughs> have saved me a whole yeah. headache. You know what I'm saying? Um, bro, I love your ass for being here, bro. My man here actually leaves in fucking seven, well, how many hours? Like seven, <laughs> eight hours from now. It's fucking 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah. on Thursday. Homie leaves Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. I had to tap in, had to tap in with you, We made it happen. Uh, you told me you're going to miss SAC, bro. What about SAC you were going to miss, and what about it? Was it the fact that you've been here for that long, or what about Oh, SAC? man, I think um, the people off top, I think uh, a lot of people uh, come from L.A. They come from New York. They come from these places where they're like, sack's hella boring. Yeah. Sack's not boring, bro. Yeah. Sack's not boring. Sack is one of the places where you just got to know people. Yeah. Right? Um, You would think it's boring if you're used to just walking outside and there's fun everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what New York is. That's what LA is. You walk outside and fun, fun, fun. (laughs) You know, in Sacramento... It's the people coming together and creating fun and creating yeah. family and creating, you know, experiences and good times. And that's what I love about SAC, bro. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant here? Oh, man. You Give know me what? one. Nah, top, top. Just don't even think about it that much. Your favorite I one. I feel like it's constantly changing. Nah, nah. Right now, you're going to dinner Friday night. Where you going, bro? Tell me. Anywhere. Go. Now. Now. Don't think man, it. Don't overthink it. Because there's a lot of spots. you putting me on the spot right now. Just tell me one, bro. Just tell me one. Go. You think it too much, bro. I just <laughs> first one in your mind. You had one come in your mind. Tell me that one. I did have one come in my mind. All right, which one? Which but, one? Bro, it's the one that I just came from. All right, what is it? It's uh Q1227. Q1227. 
27. Yeah. I've been there. Is it new? It's in Roseville. It's actually about 10 minutes from your spot. From never, the gym. I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's fairly new. Um, the uh, What is it? What kind of food? It's uh, it's comfort food. Oh, yeah. Oh, soul food? It's soul food. Oh, bro, you done fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love soul food, baby. <laughs> you, you should check it out. You should check it out. Oh. I wanted to think of something else just because I'm like, oh, well, I just came from there. I don't, you know. No. But, but it was, it's good. Yeah, have you been to Fixins? Oh, okay. Okay. I can mess with you on that, too. How about Cerrone's? I've been there. Oh, you got to go to Cerrone's, bro. Okay. Cerrone's is fire. It's I'll check it out. It's lunch, but it's, it's soul food also. Yeah. Also, southern food. Okay. But. I need to fuck with that one. I haven't been to that one. And it's 10 minutes away. Oh, Q, shit. I'm about Q to gain some weight, baby. Q1227. Where's it at? Q1220. This sounds like an address. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, where's it at? It's um, it's off of Eureka. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's, is there anything you want to add to this before we end the podcast, bro? Anything? You want to say anything? Uh, honestly, I, while we're talking about transitions, um, I would just encourage people to transition into that new chapter of their life, yeah. right? So um, a lot of us, we stay stuck in old chapters, bro. For real, it, we, we stay stuck in old chapters. An old chapter could be anything. It could be, you know, you, um, you got to your junior year of college and that was where you stopped, right? Yeah. That's the old chapter. Don't stay stuck in that. Go back and finish that, right? Transition into being that college graduate. Yeah. Transition into being that business owner. Transition into that thing that you were aspiring to that you may have stopped or you never even started. Transition into it. I love that. I was yeah. going to ask you what tip would you give somebody, but that sounds like a good damn tip right there unless you have another one. No, that's it. Oh, that's a fucking amazing tip. How can we stay in touch with uh, Sia the Messiah? The bro, Messiah. Tap, I, love, um, I love social media, bro. So you how know, do we stay I, in touch? Give us, your, give us the, your handles, bro. I love the power of social media. Um, my Instagram is made underscore in underscore Monrovia. Cool. Yeah, tap, in, tap in with me. For sure, bro. Yeah. Again, bro, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing all that, Absolutely. all your knowledge. Uh, I'm not even going to say good luck in, in, in Arizona because <laughs> I already know you're going to kill that shit, I bro. I appreciate for it, real. brother. And I just do ask you this, though. I'm going to ask you this, and I'm honest. When you come back to SAC, we're going to that Q2719. Q1227. Yes, sir. You and I. Yes, I'm sir. That's serious, bro. I, Much love, bro. Thank I'm you for being on. on. And we out. Yeah.